0: Hello and welcome to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast produced by Tell Me Studios for Aleph Insights. In this series of podcasts, we take a look at interesting topics and discuss what we think they tell us about analysis and decision-making. I'm Fraser McGrew and I'm here with Peter Coghill and Nick Hare of Aleph Insights. And this week we're discussing gun control. So, sadly... um, Another week goes by, and recently there's been another mass shooting, in this case at a school in the United States. And so we want to talk about why gun control is such a, a political issue. And Nick, I'm going to start off with you, so yeah, go for it.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think this is something that, uh, you know, being in the UK, we can we can stand back a bit on. Uh, gun control is one of the issues that we really don't have much uh, shared understanding of here compared with the US. Um, because it's you know it's something that in the UK, more or less everyone is pretty much in, in support of the gun control, of the very stringent gun controls we have here. And, you know, gun, gun crime is almost non-existent uh, in the UK. So it's something we don't really understand. So we can stand back and look at the issue of gun control. And I think one thing that's very striking is how politically... Uh, how how almost perfectly the the people 's attitudes to gun control lines up with a lot of other stuff that people believe you know so you will tend to find uh conservative republican southern um, uh, people and cultures being being sort of very anti gun control um and pro the rights of individuals to to bear their own arms uh, and of course you 'll find you know generally northern democrat or coastal um uh, people in the u.s progressives being being very pro gun control and um the question is is not we don't really want to talk about gun control because i think it's been done to death on the internet what we want to talk about is um why that's true why it is why it is that these superficially why should someone's attitude for example to um uh health care or immigration or even for that matter things like climate change um why should they be so strongly correlated uh with with their attitudes to things like gun control um it's a strange but very pervasive phenomenon i think that's what we want to talk about today
0: okay and so just off the bat um are there other areas already that you can you want to talk about where we see these correlations if we move away from some of the examples you've mentioned there i
1: i think well i think it's there's probably when we talk about you know people's political stances there's a whole bunch of different things that we're talking about it might be helpful to separate in into at least two things so we've got people's beliefs about what we ought to do so it's things like you know should we have gun control it's a policy issue and then there's separately there's the issue about what kind of society we actually want to be so that's and that's quite distinct so you know you might get some people who are so conservatives tend to like uh, tend to want to see a society that has has more tradition has tends to have a bit more conformity um, whereas progressives and liberals tend to want to see a society that is probably more diverse and multicultural. Um, so there's th- that's almost like an issue about ends. Where, where are we going? Where do we want to go as a society compared to what kinds of policies we ought to institute to get there? So they're two separate, two separate dimensions, really, and I think that it's helpful to, to, to for, sort of put aside for a minute the, the whole distinction, the idea that you've got left wing and right wing, and think of it instead of, of two separate things. I, well, I find it quite helpful. One is sort of progressivism versus traditionalism, and the other is liberalism versus, let's say, statism. But so, is there not an alignment
0: between that, well, how do we get there and what do we want?
1: Well, there used to be much more of an alignment, which is why left and right wing made sense. You know, if you were left wing, you tended to want to uh, see a more sort of equal and fairer society. And you were fairly clear that the way to get there was to have a more socialist government. So you'd have government control of things. And the government would would sort of, through uh, measures like nationalisation of, of productive industry, would would effectively enforce that that um increased uh, egalitarianism mm. um so they were correlated you know and likewise you tended to be if you were if you were uh, conservative you tended to support more freedom for individuals and less state control that's broken down a bit now i think you have so you know certainly in the last 20 years if you think back to Tony Blair and the Third Way. You have uh, sort of progressive social social progressives, people who you know want to see a more equal society and care about differences between different groups. Uh, you know, care about gender equality and 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 you know uh, equality for homosexuals and that kind of thing. Uh, also correlated with uh, uh, people you know with accepting that that free market approaches to things generally are more efficient, um, and and you also have. Um, sort of there's a there's also a kind of paternalist strand of um, conservatism which actually thinks the state has a a role in coercing people into good behavior so so you know it's it's not there isn't there isn't a perfect correlation between you know the kind of progressive traditionalist and uh, liberal versus sort of socialist or government or statist uh, approaches so anyway that's that's what but what we're talking about is why why it is that a whole basket of different things are clustered you know why why you will tend to why you will tend to find people who are um well if you think about the uk you know you tend to find people who are sort of anti people who are opposed to military intervention will also probably um advocate for you know more spending on nhs or welfare um, and tend to be more concerned about inequality, well, they're all quite different things. Why are they bundled together
0: uh, Peter, do you want to jump in at this point
2: yeah well i 'm not entirely convinced that they are necessarily bundled together. I think they sort of <clears throat> you get simplified models often cited in media and news and things. but like I said hmm. if you ask any one person randomly packed off the street what their views are on a range of different topics they'll they they will have quite different views, but they may associate with one party or, or another or more one outcome or another so one sort of set of policies one means and then one another set of outcomes of an, a set of ends um so i but i'm i, I very, as usual very difficult to find any sort of data on this it's very difficult to sort of uh I, I to start with to quantify how strongly leaning anyone any one person is in any particular direction but um i couldn't really find any any definitive studies on this um, so i'm not entirely convinced I buy this idea that that um, ideals
1: are necessarily grouped i don't i don't know what kind of weird um sort of Athenian style enlightened society you live in. I, I, don't, I haven't it's, even looked. dwelling it's, it's in, in Kent. It's, it's... I, no, I haven't, <laughs> even looked. I haven't even looked for data on this because it's so blindingly obvious. I mean, you, you know, if I were to go to my mum's got a cottage in, in Lincolnshire near Boston, it's, you know, the, the biggest Brexit place in the world. I could grab some ram, random person off the street and, uh, you know, as soon as I'm, I'm going to guess that they're probably a Brexit voter. And as soon as I know that, I can guess a whole load of other things which will be about their attitude to immigration to education yeah, policy I, to I, health I policy I'm not, and i'm gonna be pretty i'm i think i guess i'm gonna be pretty accurate about those things wh- what i mean you know, is I'm, that
2: that that that, that, uh, that that might be that they have chosen to live there or they have been brought up a certain way they have been exposed to a certain sort of cultural uh, environment which has caused them to be like that rather than um, i'm I, i'm going to deliberately adopt this ideal about gun
1: control because i also believe in yeah but that's, the a, free that's market. A, i agree that that's a hypothesis about why these things are correlated but what i don't what i can't countenance it's preposterous to me to suggest that the political beliefs aren't correlated in the way that i'm suggesting um now i i once it it, accepting that they are. Okay, if if they aren't, then this whole discussion is pointless. But accepting that they are, there are a number of possible causes. I mean, it might be that, you know, your um that something about your environment or background causes political beliefs, or it might be that your political beliefs in some sense influence your lifestyle choices and who you associate with, or it might be pure tribalism. So it might be that this is just a random bunch of beliefs. That is the beliefs that your tribe has, and you cling to those. Okay. Or it could be some combination of the three.
0: So, yeah. I mean, so let's just sort of uh, take stock for a moment. Um, so I think, Peter, what you were saying... Is that you probably do agree that someone ha- who holds this belief likely holds others? It's just the question of why that might be the case. Am yeah, I, am I I mean, right? you okay. Al-
2: you can always find county examples, but I mean, I, th- but these, I don't think it's quite as clear cut as everyone necessarily assumes. Um, I think because you, you couldn't, there, plenty of people uh, might be in favor of uh, military intervention and regime change um, kind of foreign policies, yet be. Uh, very um, liberal in their mindset in terms of um, uh, social care and stuff. I, I know plenty of people like that. I know it's easy to say that, but um, it, it's uh, it, it's I, I'm not convinced it's quite as black and white as we're making out. Okay, all I, right. Yeah. So
1: I mean, I don't know. I because I, 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 we're in North London right now. We're in mm. the heart of a bunch of people i could i could go out and find you you could, uh, people. You could randomly
0: throw a brick into the air it would land on someone who a, voted a, remain
1: a very basic yeah a kind of a, a person who is going to be a real sort of uh stereotype of people who live around here they'll they'll definitely be anti-war they'll, be, they'll probably still be uh fuming about the iraq war mm. um they'll definitely be a they will be a remain voter you know um and um and they'll be they'll think that government cuts to the NHS uh, are bad, and that, that you know the government is probably basically a bit malign in its uh, in its approach to social policy, and that we're not doing enough about you know insert issue X. Um, I'm pretty sure you, you'd find a, you'd find a lot of people who correspond to that yeah. set of beliefs. Um, so look, I mean, look, I don't know, I don't, I can't. I'm just racking my brain to think if I know of anyone other than possibly maybe, me maybe who maybe was sort your... of sort of pro uh, military intervention. Um, and and uh, yet at the same time, kind of progressive in terms of their maybe this is just values.
2: your clique. Maybe maybe you're just too, maybe you're uh, socialising with too many North London
1: metropolitan right types. right. But but the point is that 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 is. But why is why is that a thing? Why is there a whole clique of people who who have the same view about military intervention in Iraq as they, which is a totally separate thing, really, to about whether or not we should be part of the EU. Why are those things so highly correlated? It's it's weird. Uh, unless unless you know, I mean, when you get these correlations, obviously, when you see highly correlated data, the race is on to find a, a more a kind of explanatory factor. So we've got to well, look for what's the what's the is there a kind of root cause for this?
0: Well, look um, on the one, one hand, the... I feel I mean, I actually have. I I have trouble understanding this concept of, you know, uh, means and ends that you talked about earlier, that division. But let's leave that aside for the moment. Um, I just feel we're dancing around the edges here of something. But I don't know if we're just uh, dancing around the edges of something that's just blindingly obvious um this you know it feels like we're asking the question oh why do why are people different from each other and and what? isn't the answer to do yeah what well, no. isn't isn't the no, answer no. We... We we're asking why they're the same as each other why no, are people we're asking so why, flipping, no we're not we're not asking no why no, do people no, no, have no. a
1: huge basket of predictable beliefs you know, if someone tells me what they think about climate change, I'm going to probably have a pretty good guess as to whether they voted Remain. Now that's ridiculous. Why should our attitude to being a member of the EU no, have, no be no, no, so no, highly no. correlated to what we think we should be doing about climate
0: change? Surely we're just approaching it. I mean, you say we're talking about why people are the same. And I'm talking about why they're the difference. Why they're different? That's actually pretty much the same question. I actually, okay. I would argue. Um, bear with me. I, bear I, with me. I think I see your point. Yeah. Yeah, but aren't we talking about also why is it so? difficult to persuade other people why is it so difficult for others to see um another group okay i point think of view? See, i think that's part of the that, and let, that's... Let, let's try and get onto this thing about tribalism and i don't know i'm just worried that we're trying we're approaching this in a way that's just really obvious and um, I just feel we're asking a question... Oh.
1: No, it's not, because it's not, none, none of the explanations are really that satisfying. Because on one hand, if you say, well, it's pure tribalism... Yeah. So in other words... Well, what do we now, mean by tribalism? It, uh, that I uh, espouse, or at least pretend to espouse a set of beliefs because that is a marker for membership of a particular group of people that I want to be in or am in okay. in some way and I see it as socially advantageous to be part of that group so I go around saying oh yes government cuts the NHS have gone too far and we need to do more about sexual harassment because uh, you know I want to be part of that kind of clique um, in w- in which case it could have been totally different right we could have had a North London cosmopolitan group of people who um, were really anti-immigration and pro, uh, pro-leave now uh to some extent, right, there are, I mean, there are issues which have changed sides and membership of the EU is one of them. You know, they, be, being pro-EU used to be a kind of um, right wing free market thing. Uh, the left, certainly the old left, uh, were very anti the EU, you know, mm. so that's something that's changed sides. Um there are, there are. Uh, I mean, you think back to things like coal, coal mining. Um, I remember my my um, say so sort of left wing progressive parents taking me on marches, complaining about the Tories shutting the coal mines down. Now, uh, the fact that Trump wants to keep the coal mines going is considered to be a really right wing thing, mm. and the left are all very anti coal mines because now it's you know that's a kind of anti. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's sort of a, a, because of the climate change issue, which has now taken precedence. So things switch sides, right? So that does suggest that certainly. Evidence for the idea that um actually it's tribalism, you know, because oh, it could be any random bunch of things. Uh, however, there are logical sort of connections between these yeah. baskets of belief, which means that actually there, there probably is there's a coherence to them. Yeah, I think you know.
2: it's whatever the I think a big driving factor is whatever sort of that narrative logic that is being seized upon at the time to link couple of concepts together and a party will reach out and grab a particular issue and say we're going to own so we'll, we'll we're, we're the we're the liberal um left we're going to reach out and grab the nhs as a thing that we we're going to hold up and say we'll make this better because everyone cares about that and we'll have a set of simple narrative uh logical arguments to explain why that's a good thing and then the opposition has to take the op- the opposite point of view otherwise they're not opposed on it. They they haven't got anything to challenge on it. So they 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 and the one thing that parties don't like to do is agree with each other. So they can't stand out from each other. So I think I think I think that's a big driving factor. Is this the the these apparent logical connections that cause um there, there's and that, and then and when they switch when 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 uh, when when uh, a new logical narrative is 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 pushed, then then things switch sides
0: but do you think I mean something that you talked about there is that sometimes uh politicians feel they don't have a choice they just have to oppose but this kind of shift in 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 um in beliefs or priorities we mentioned mining for example I mean where where does that come from is it sort of is it top down or bottom up or I, I don't know where do these changes come about well that... I mean I think it's well, I think a bit of both but in 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 in
2: America the sort of the, lob, the lobby the lobbying um process is extremely powerful in government so if um if, uh, you, if you get a business friendly or a, or a seemingly business friendly president like Trump then big business who own coal and oil will 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 lobby them very hard give them lots of money um and uh, and they're sort of so and they and they're uh, allied senators to to push your narrative
1: yeah but it's not that see this is a bit, Peter's presenting a very kind of nihilistic postmodern uh idea where it really is just you know a bunch of issues with different labels and people are just pushing them because they want to push issues I mean I would say you're it seems much more uh, you, a, a rep- the, uh someone who's like a big business let's say a kind of oil producers are gonna have an easier job trying to convince a republican um senator to support their cause than they would a democrat one um in today's climate just because you know the constituents the people that they're already representing are going to be more pro the idea of business being more important uh than let's say the environment whereas with the democrats that isn't the case now you know it's not just some random issue there's got there is an element to which the there has to be a coherence between them um you know you 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 have to look at the substance of the beliefs as well, uh, but any, this question about sort of why what causes things to change, what causes uh the, that basket of things to change i I don't know um, but the, the, I think that there's a there's a couple of things where we can say what happens to individuals when they change their views, right what things cause individuals to change their views? Is it um sort of acquiring a new set of values? so is it being exposed to the idea that other ways of life are actually better or is it new information or some combination of the two you know um and and actually i have to say i think the former it's it's Tend tend to tend to cause people to change their views more than the latter. So it's in exposure, other words, did you say? Yeah. So yeah. so, and the, I think we talked a bit about this when we talked about cosmopolitanism in a previous um, podcast. But the the classic example, the classic route through life that people take is they have a sort of fairly conservative or monocultural kind of upbringing. They go to university, they get exposed to people of different ethnicities and cultures and uh, different sexuality, and they go, oh, hang on, you know, these are all fine as well. These are all perfectly okay ways of living, and people tend to become very progressive. And then later on, perhaps, you know, they start to question some of those progressive assumptions and start to come to a more kind of coherent view of the world, which says, well, actually, you know, it's not all quite as idyllic as that either. You know, that classic, the the classic quote about if you're not a socialist when you're, uh, you know, at 20, then you haven't got a heart. And if you're not a conservative when you're 40, you haven't got a brain. (laughs) I think there's a certain element of truth to that. It was Churchill, Um, wasn't it? Ah, uh, churchill Churchill's been given lots of quotes oh, really? that he never so he said kind of, yeah, yeah i am not sure i'm not sure there is a, a, well, a there's another for that. one <laughs> yeah um but but yeah so i mean you know people's 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 political views are not purely tribal in the sense that they are subject to new experience and new information you know they're not they're not fundamental in that
0: sense okay um this I don't I don't I don't feel we've quite got to the heart of anything here. But anyway, uh we that doesn't stop us from having to finish. But but there's before we do, there's one thing I just wanted to to talk about, which is um something I used to be quite proud of um was and to an extent I still am in the UK is that I've got lots of friends who I've no idea what they vote. I've no idea whether Labour voters, Lib Dem i probably know if they're ukip or not actually and they're probably not um and i whether they're conservatives and i really like that and i like the fact that i and also i don't live in sort of north london londonistan you know i live in somewhere that's a bit more sort of diverse in its opinion um and so i i know all sorts of people i have no idea what they vote and it Mm. doesn't really come up in our conversations even if we have quite political conversations sometimes it means that they vote conservative (laughs) but i don't (laughs) think it does It doesn't. And, um, and, you know, sometimes, you know, just out of curiosity, I have sort of asked them, you know, and I've often been surprised by what they say. Um, And my point is this, is that I think that's quite unusual that we've got that here. Um, It's certainly unusual compared to somewhere like the United States, for example. And something, I remember a few years ago, Question Time, the BBC um, political program where they bring in politicians and other people to talk about political issues of the day. They did a special edition from the U.S., And I think they did it because it was a post-9-11 thing. And one thing that struck me, and I've seen this other times watching American politicians um, in discussion, is just the venom. Mm. There seems to be just this sort of lack of tolerance. And don't get me wrong, you see lots of heated debate here in the UK. um, But there there always seems to be a sort of, still in the UK, a sense of... um, some sort of sense of commonality somehow i don't i don't know, but I guess my question is this is do you think I'm accurate in what I've said there um and second, do you think it's changed at all because something I think with brexit that's been laid bare is you know maybe I was being naive and there there is this sort of a greater division and a greater animosity um and maybe it's always been there or maybe it's rising um peter yeah well there there is there is a, a, a there's a few sort of psychological studies
2: that that Building on a point you just made, I think you're right that people that people of different persuasions, political persuasions or ideological persuasions, don't just think that the other side is logically wrong, that there's a better way of doing, having the outcome that you may collectively want to have, but they also think that they're morally wrong. So, um, you know, the climate change deniers um, will have a will will believe that that people who believe that the climate is important we need to look after it are there's something morally repugnant about them something you know deeply wrong about them um and this was, this was well explained well 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 explored in a book by uh, a, a guy called jonathan hyatt i forget mm. the name of the book um dick do you remember the name of the book no. is it the
1: uh something about the political mind or something Some, eh? yeah something uh. like
2: that um and but what so a we, we haven't really got on to why this happens, uh, and and, and um, he, he, he Jonathan talks about this um, concept of shared intentionality, which is uh, a, a, a milestone that humans evolved um, uh, through uh, when we started being more social and have been developing complex communication. Something that that uh, other. Uh, Primates don't don't do so. Chimps don't don't necessarily have this. They act more as sort of loose groups of individuals rather than groups of collective people with a collective outcome, a collective desired outcome. Um, uh, And uh, he he argues that it's potentially a uh, it's it's necessary for collective action that you have these different uh, you have this social this cohesion within a group. Uh, and this sort of ad- ad- adoption of the same views in order to have the same outcome. And he also argues, goes to say further, says that there are uh, what higher-level, species-wide, nationwide kind of advantages to having competing groups. So although individual conflicts, wars, etc., might be extremely damaging, um, eventually you find an equilibrium which is better than any one of the two extremes.
1: Mm.
0: Okay. I, I, th- uh, I don't and- think it's
1: quite as simple as... Um, both sides thinking each other is uh, morally wrong i would characterize it more as the right tend to see the left as stupid and the left tend to see the right as evil that 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 seems more that seems to explain more to me to think of it in those terms and um uh yeah i mean <clears throat> the left tend to question the right's motives they tend to be very into, you know they tend mm. to think the right are um being uh selfish or um you know, or nationalistic or, um, you know, looking down on other people, Um, whereas the right tend to think the left are naive and, and, uh, you know, too optimistic about the ability of government to deliver things. And I think both those views are, you know, there's going to be some element of truth to to both of those sides. And I say that as a really, you know, a kind of hardcore extreme centrist.
0: Mm. I mean, sorry, just to wrap things up, I mean, just two things. One, I've often been struck, um by the again the venom of the below the line comments in, in in on the guardian yeah online um and just on things like just how how much they hate the tories and just and just how actually it's impossible to be a friend with someone who you either know is conservative or think might vote conservative mm. and i just yeah i actually see more venom uh from the left um anyway but secondly i've no idea i mean you've just said you're a hardcore centrist um i thought you were a hardcore rocker but anyway um the yeah i have no idea what you two might vote in an election i don't know if you know or clearly i, uh, I don't know if you know what, what i would vote uh yeah i wonder uh, let's we, we do a quick sort fra- of poll phrase, what, what ra- ra- do you what radical th- islamist i think <laughs> what do you think i would vote i uh i would, I've voted for the same party in the last three or four yeah, elections. i wouldn't
1: i wouldn't bet a lot of money on it but i would go either probably either liberal or labor mm. um I, I would I would probably veer towards uh liberal, I think. I think liberal you're a green Democrat. actually. Very a green. Okay, interesting.
0: Yeah. Mm. Um Well you have to tell us now. Yeah, I will, I will. Um and for Nick. What do you reckon? I think you you're either Labour or Lib Dem. Um and I would well you said you're a hardcore centrist, so I'm gonna have to say Lib Dem, I guess
1: incorrect no i'm i'm a i'm a floating voter genuine right. floating voter are you uh so i've i actually i think it's fair to say that i voted for the winner uh in every election since i started voting in nineteen. So are you suggesting so that <laughs> i'm the bellwether yeah i know whoever i vote for is going to win so i voted conservative the last two elections um uh, I, you know, I mean the, i and I fully defend that on the basis of you know the 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 um alternatives, uh. Yes, yeah, the last two or three elections, I think. Okay. Um, and Labour before that. So.
0: I'm gonna say Peter never what
1: you, voted Lib Dem.
0: Well, you haven't. Okay. No God, no.
1: Why would you ever do that? I'm shocked that you thought. I <laughs> <Lib Dem.
0: laughs> um, yeah, you're probably too forthright in your views to be a Lib Dem um well they're just they're not going to win that's the the main thing why would you want to vote for a party who wasn't going to win yeah um what do we think about peter what do you think nick uh well like hmm you
1: know he's going to he's going to take a very technocratic approach. He's probably yeah. got a spreadsheet where he evaluates all the policies um and then ends up voting for some party you've never heard of. <laughs> sort of Southeast London Libertarian Alliance or something.
0: Yeah. I'm going to take a guess. There should be one of those. Yeah. Absolutely. I think he's a I think he's a conservative. Why why do you think that? Um because I think you're quite a logical person, and we talked about how the left can be sort of slightly naive. Um, and I don't think you are a naive person. Or maybe you are with your views on technology sometimes and how it's a good thing in all cases. Yeah, he's very he's
1: very progressive. I mean, he's a he's a libertarian. I just uh, don't know actually. So the question is whether he's going to go for the progressive values of the Labour Party or the or the kind of um more the libertarian policies of the uh of the of the Conservative Party.
0: I I don't know. I couldn't call it. But well, tell us. Uh, well, I, I think I'm a floating voter as well. Okay,
2: I'm I'm i persuasion, but um, yeah, I, I'm. Generally, like to I generally see myself as being fairly progressive.
0: Can I ask what you voted in the last election?
2: I voted conservative, and right. again, okay, given so given right. given the alternatives, and I, I just generally have always voted conservative, um just because the okay. and not but not for any kind of political ideal, more for the for the 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 for the weighed up against the alternative um chaos so he's a, he's a floating
1: famous. voter who just happens coincidentally for the last 20 years have voted for the same party
0: yeah yeah so a... <laughs> i mean we need we really need to finish um but yeah just for the record so i actually in the last however many elections have voted lib dem um oh, so you sorry. were right yeah um uh, but it. yeah for really bad reasons actually just which is it, it quite wishy-washy sort of not really keen on what the Well, the have you saying. heard
1: of buridan's ass no, I've not. Well, it's in a hypothetical animal which was trapped exactly equidistant between two bales of hay, yeah. and being unable to think of a good reason to go one way or the other, he starved to death. So that's that's voting Lib Dem essentially is, yeah. is starving
0: to death politically. Yeah, but also I don't know why I bother because I know where I because where I live is hardcore conservative. And there's absolutely no point whatsoever in me voting Lib Dem or Labour, for that matter. Um, anyway, nonetheless. yeah No, labor. I have to say, actually, I mean, I really like the Lib Dems. If they
1: stood a chance of winning, I'd probably consider yeah, voting yeah. for them. Yeah.
0: So. OK, well, on that note, so I've just... Uh, That's the problem we... with the Lib Dems, though, is everyone thinks that. And...
1: Well, I, I know, but you, who wants to be the first to jump, you
0: know? me oh okay yeah you're right let's okay. start let, let's start it here <laughs> the confirmed Everybody... ass okay right we really need to stop there uh so thank you gentlemen um i did find that enlightening uh, eventually um so uh thank you very much uh i'm Fraser Maguire. we've been here with nick Hare and peter coghill of aleph insights thank you for listening and until next time goodbye